0: Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Risk Givers podcast, the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs who are willing not only to take risks for themselves and their businesses, but who are also willing to risk helping others. Now sit back and listen to entrepreneurs just like you who are giving back to their
1: communities in big ways. Here's your host, Mike Wiest. Hey, I'm Mike Weist, and today on our show, we have Soraya Utana. How are you doing, Soraya?
0: I'm doing phenomenal, Michael. Thank you for asking. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thankful that you're on the show this morning and that you've chosen to be one of our very first guests. And I'm also really loving your topic and your passion, which we're going to get into in just one second but before we do that i want to just i know not all everybody in, in the audience here has been introduced to you not everybody knows you so tell us just a little bit about yourself uh your background anything you want to tell us about yourself and then we'll kind of jump into your your passion the thing that you're wanting to give to
0: sure i am a life designer and strategist so pretty much life coach In what i do my superpower is i can help people solve their personal problems so they can focus on what they they are great at doing and not use all that headspace so that they can really focus on doing great and I take care of the rest.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've seen, I was kind of checking out all of your social media and all that stuff before the interview. And I saw so many reviews and videos and things for people. uh, So you're clearly making an impact there. So that's pretty awesome. Why don't you tell us now uh, a little bit about? And I'm so excited about this. Your passion here. Uh, tell us what that is. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're what you're doing and how you're helping people in your community.
0: Sure. Well, one of the one of my passions, which is the, the topic of your podcast, is is being involved, is giving back, yeah. is understanding that the secret of living is giving. Tony Robbins says that all the time, right? And yeah. it's is when we meet our human needs and if everything comes our way, we fulfill our needs, but we're not fulfilled ourselves. And when we start giving back and doing for others, we find the secret joy of giving, what I call it, right? So what I do is I involve myself with an organization out of Mexico City that works with survivors of human trafficking. So they go, they rescue Girls and boys, ages five and up, and they put them in a safe house, and they're there for years. And they cover for all of their their expenses, and you can only imagine and medicals and emotionals and uh, psychological, and also they pay for their schooling. And I come in with them as a life coach to shorten the time that it takes for for a survivor to to adjust. Again, to society, to let go of so many of the things, of the trauma, mm. of all the horrors that they've lived. Because some of these girls, mostly girls, uh, but some of these girls have been uh, pretty much raped up to thirty times a day. Oh my goodness! So, yeah, wow. so you can only imagine that, and that's that's what we do.
1: Yeah. Well, that. That's That's an amazing thing to be focused on in starting this. And I, I love what you said just about giving back at the beginning there because that's so much the focus of of the podcast here and why people are listening. I think' that's the like-minded uh, thing that that you and I and the audience have together. How do we give back? How do we find kind of more meaning and purpose in life? And you've chosen something that's so impacting and and serious. Uh, I, w- when we started the podcast, one of the things is I wanted to, fo- this is one of the things I really wanted to focus on actually was human trafficking. And like you kind of alluded to, I know there are several different ways that you can help because you mentioned several things like housing, clothes, food, just the finances, but then also the mental and all this. And so you said specifically what you you're coming in and helping with is, is sort of trying to shorten that timeline. You said, uh, as yeah. far as getting and explain that a little bit more.
0: Uh, it takes, uh, a- two years to have somebody that has gone through that trauma of pretty much borrowing their their body as an object uh, and the horrors that come with that. Uh, It takes them two years to even accept that they are not faulted human beings, that they're not um, garbage, disposable things. I had one of the survivals tell me one time, she said, I am convinced that I came to this world to suffer. So when you think about that is, and there's this conversation I had with her is, so how would the person that is convinced that they came to this world to suffer, how are they going to relate? How are they going to relate to people? How are they? What are the expectations that they're going to have from people, from life, from anything? They are expecting things to go wrong. They are expecting to suffer because that's their purpose that they have in their mind. So when, when I come in, is, is uh, I'm a licensed practitioner of uh, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, and other things. So what I do is I work in the mindset because at the end of everything, is is, is as human beings, the human experience is mindset and emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of your relationship with God and your spiritual side of that, your physicality is mindset and emotions. That's what you're yeah. made of. And if we can go and alter the, the, where they're stuck, where the feelings that they have, the memories that triggers them. So if I may share with you, I was doing a retreat uh, for some of them and, and I was using an accent. Sometimes I'm funny and I use accents, right? Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> and this was in Spanish. And, and then I was using a Spanish accent like from Spain. And one of the girls looked at me. She froze. She's a 17 year old girl that has a a three year old and she froze and she, she said, where is that accent from? And I said, well, it it is, it is Spanish from Spain. And she said, she realized at that moment, and she said, my trafficker was Spanish. So anytime I was being funny or using that, she was boom, trigger back. And she just, she went somewhere else. Wow. And uh so it was it was it was hard for her to even concentrate back and to come back to us. So I walked her through a process. I said, Well, would you want to change that? She said yes and, and in five minutes it was it was out of her mind because that's 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 what we do, right? Wow. Yeah. So so that's what I mean when when we're shortening because they, they don't need to they can stop believing that this is their path. That they cannot do anything, that they're damaged good, that, they can, that, that they're That they seen like that, that they feel like that, that, you know, many other things that come with that. Like this is a, just an example and feel just constantly their thoughts and their thoughts is what is their memories, their thoughts, the mindset, their emotions, all trigger, triggering to to go into a, a um, downward spiral. So that's, that's what I mean. We changed that so that okay. now, you know, she smiled, she was hugging me and now she was making jokes about it. But there was no, the memory is there, but it comes a scar. There is not an open wound. So what I do pretty much is I come and close open wounds that for that take a toll in their lives and oh, that wow. it, otherwise time will take a lot of time if we do not know how to close those wounds. So yeah. that's, that's what I mean. I love
1: that description. So you close open wounds. That's That's a fantastic description of what you're talking about there. Yeah. So I, I know, I think I walked through a lot of my life trying not to trigger people that that have had, you know, these horrific experiences, but what you're saying is, you know, even though you did trigger, I mean, this is what I'm hearing you say. So tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, it wasn't a bad thing that you triggered her in that moment with, with that accent, because then it was exposed and you were able to sort of heal that wound or, or close that seal that wound like you said.
0: Yes, I actually posted it, I don't know, in, in my Instagram recently. I said my favorite drink is lemonade. Why? Because if you get lemons, you can turn them and turn them into lemonade and that's what I do for them. You know, that was at the moment it was a harsh moment. Yeah. It was you can only imagine when when your life is at peril when you when you feel all the terror inside, especially if your audience, women can relate to this because men if you if you were in your audience and you ask how many men here have actually felt insecure, unsafe, threatened their security, their, their persona, their their personal selves being threatened in the last month, yeah. you men would probably be like, "What are you talking about?" Mm. But when you ask that very same questions in the same room and you ask women, how many women have felt threatened in the last month or something that you feel like. My gosh, I need to watch out this here or there, and you will have the majority of women, over ninety-six percent, raising their hand because women are prey. So imagine when it comes into the lives of these girls that they feel the terror of feeling impotent to be able to do something about it and being taken and being said. And so it is so important that we remove that because otherwise, my job and my work is not to help them cope with whatever life has dealt with them. My job is to take them from, from the doom and gloom where they are and invite them to create the life and abundant life that I believe God has for us. And how do you do that? Is by changing your mindset, by letting go, by letting go of emotions and understanding how we are wired to function. And when we do, then we can create anything. So now I have a smiley girl that I talk to her often. I would do this in video conference there in Mexico. I don't even know where they live. I have okay. Okay. to do all this. And it's, yeah. it's amazing to see the progression that they're having.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad also that you shared that just from the perspective of women, you know, because of course, men and women are all listening to the show here. And, uh, and so I, you know, I hope that the men can kind of hear that and, and understand something that maybe they don't understand. That I should say we don't understand on a uh, on a daily basis, and that women can hopefully identify and and hear what you're saying with that. But yeah, so that's that's an amazing thing. Can I let me just ask you what was it that sort of got you involved with all this? So I hear everything you're saying. I love the purpose. I love how succinctly you're putting it. You're you're closing these open wounds, and I kind of see the process of how you're doing that. What got you involved in in doing this in the first place?
0: Well, two things, and that's a very loaded question so okay. i up and it is uh, the lady well, that... and
1: and don't share anything you don't you know
0: oh you're... no 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 it's all good okay. um, it's so good uh so to start with the lady that is the, the the biggest advocate to help these people these girls these boys is used to be my my pastor and she went from being a concert citizen to a washington dc thing about human trafficking she was totally unaware and she heard this story of this girl that couldn't take it anymore she was at at a client visit at a hotel and she jumped out of a window she was 13 years old oh, and that grabbed her and then she realized the need that there was around this this topic that People don't realize it happens everywhere. People think it only happens in Thailand, it only happens in their oh, world countries, right. it happens here, it happens everywhere. in Miami, Atlanta, Houston, mm-hmm. Oregon are the top cities in the country that there's human trafficking. And now why? Because even drug dealers are turning into human trafficking. Because think about it. How much how much time, effort, money, and risks are taken to produce announce a a gram of whatever drug of choice and if they're bringing from Colombia or this or that, and they sell it on the street one time and you make a one-time profit. When you sell and you rent a human body, it's over and over and over and over again. And um, you multiply 30 times seven times, times 50 and you do the math is becoming is one of the top three industries in the world. Is, and it's drugs, it's weapons, and now it's human trafficking. There's insane. over 40 million people that are being enslaved in modern slavery, either sex trafficking or labor trafficking, so, anyways, so she she started sharing that with me, and I was very close to her because I used to be her assistant many, many, many months ago. And I could, I only followed that. And then I was at a, at a Tony Robbins event, if you will, and I had a I had a very deep experience, and I had a connection with God in that moment. It was like a catatonic experience, and and I was dealing with all my pain, which is really not. It was my story about my pain, about my dad when my dad left when I was three years old. I lived a perfect, happy childhood, except that I created all this story that because my life got left, I was so miserable. So as I was, I was cleaning my own wounds of my misery because my dad left, nothing else happened in my life. Then I, I heard as if God was talking to me and saying, you know what, all that pain that has been excruciating for me. Is going to be the fuel that you're going to go and help these girls. And from that moment, I took it upon myself and I said yes to, because it, it excited me. It gave me joy to know that I could serve amongst, turn my Lemons into lemonade, turn my sour stories into something that would be a blessing for people. And that's how I started. I picked up the phone. I called her and I said, Hey Rosie, her name is Rose. I said, Guess what? I want to help you. I want to support you. And then she said, Oh, guess where I am at? And she said, I am in the Vatican because I am here with the Pope. I brought a lot of these girls because the Pope supports efforts anti-human trafficking and she brings them before the Pope. She brings them before for leaders. And the UN and I said, sign me up. And since then, I've been working with her in one shape or form.
1: Okay, wow, that's awesome. And so, I mean, you were saying that a big part of your job and what you do—not just for your clients, but also in this volunteer capacity, helping these these primarily these young women—is is changing mindset, showing them sort of what's what's actually possible. You know, they're not made for. Uh, to be garbage or to be treated that way. They're made for more. They can do more. You also had that experience where you realized, you know what, I'm more than this kind of story that I'm telling myself. And so you had that realization and then you were able to sort of expand what was possible and help others. And so that's that's pretty awesome. Have you have you been in a place where you've seen people really blessed by this? Um, and I know you've told some stories and some hard moments. You've heard hard moments and helped work people through but have you seen anything that's just really been a blessing to people as you've start, as you've been working with this
0: uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. I would say the the story that the letters that I that I get from them, the advancement that they're making, and and seeing them smile again, seeing them not be afraid, seeing them. So, for example, when I do a retreat with them, I do ask them, and this is for anybody pretty much, but I love to see it with them. And then I ask them, I said, "What is something that you want to deal with in, in these days that we're going to be working together?" And I make them write a list of what is something that you want to get rid of in your life if you could so they write fear that's top of the list fear to go outside fear of a car getting close by me uh resentment and, and the list goes on right yeah, so i uh, said okay scale left. one to ten one to ten how how true is that for you right now how strong is that for you so i get 7, 8, 9, 10, 7, 8, 9, 10. And I posted there and, and everybody can see it, right? And then at the end of our time together, when I asked the very same question and I said, and I work with them, and when we are able to resolve, we're able to close the wounds, we're able to let go, we're able to receive healing and start loving themselves. Then I asked the very same question. So this list, this is your this is your request list, and from that list. Give me again, the number that represents how true is this for you? So we go from these up numbers to ones, to twos, to threes, to zeros, you know, in a, in a span of 48, 72 hours. So that for me is magnificent to hear because when you hear somebody saying, I cannot do this and my life is now doomed to X and you see them creating, uh, see this God in operation and seeing them create new definitions for themselves and saying, okay, this is where my life was going. Now. I believe that I can do this. I am not afraid. I can smile. I can let go. Uh, I, I don't feel the resentment anymore. And that brings so much freedom so that people can stop using the times, the, the, the headspace, the emotional space to be dwelling on those things and stuck in life. Now they're able to move freely to the next steps and conquer other uh, new level right because new level new devil so now we go <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's a, i love that too that's great so boy that's that's pretty cool so you're seeing massive changes over a weekend in in those events and so that is encouraging i bet that would be encouraging to see people as they kind of walk in slump down and then leaving head high you know uh with not not conquering everything but uh but like you said to the next level that's pretty cool couple more things here. One, one thing I was wondering is, I mean, especially with this, with what you're dealing with, things that I bet there's just a lot to overcome in it. And I don't know if you have dealt with that or people that you're close to. I know you said you're, who used to be your pastor, kind of is maybe even more highly involved in this. Or have you seen things that have been difficult to overcome as you put yourself in this position to help these people?
0: Well, I see some of the girls get stuck. When they're not open for change, and that's that's hard to see because as long as anybody's open and in the right mind, you can create anything. Uh, I mean, we know the thousands and thousands of stories from from uh, from a wounded warrior to a hero, from from being down to creating a different something. So I would say, really, the only thing that really breaks my heart is when somebody is closed because otherwise. Everybody can write a new chapter. And I see those chapters being written. I see, you know, I, I, and I, another thing, I just help them to, to, to turn their minds from victims to victors, to conquerors. So outside of that, I would say some of these girls have end up with unwanted baggage, right? They end up with children that they didn't choose to at the time. And they didn't even, that these children don't even have a father. But it doesn't matter. I work with them. I work with single mothers, and we—the beauty of it is that we can reframe anything. And now we're writing different stories. So I would say, yes, the sad time is—is is, well, two things: is is it seeing somebody that has been freed, that has been rescued, but really the sad other part of it is the people that do not get rescued. Only one percent get rescued. That is the sad part. Of uh, this girl went before the UN, and she said. I'm asking the UN, the United Nations to punish three characters, the pimp, the trafficker that saw me as, and sold my body as a little girl, the hotel employees that saw me coming as a girl and they said nothing.
1: Okay.
0: Cool. And the users that go unpunished because yeah. there is a demand. There is such a demand. And you usually talk yeah. to men and men are oblivious to, oh, really? Right? And I've talked to some of my clients. I'm like, and I have clients apologize and said, I didn't know. And, and, and yes, I raised my hand. I did it. But that is what's hard to take, that. There's people that don't have a saying. If you, there's a, diff and there's, I want to make a distinction here between prostitution and human trafficking, because the main difference is a prostitute is a chosen path that she, she or he chooses when and with whom and how much, and human trafficking have no choice. They are said you go with that person and you have, and, and there's something that is, it's called, um, I don't recall the exact name in English, but it's kind of like learned defenselessness. So they, they learn to not defend themselves. You want to come, even if you identify and you said, hey, I want to help you, they learn to say no. Because what they hear is, my family is going to get gunshots. And, and you know, if I leave, if, I, if, I, if I'm rescued, I if, if they catch me, I'm going to be beaten up, beaten up so long for so long. I'm gonna be drugged up. I'm 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 going to pay
1: for yeah, it. It's it's not worth what's gonna come next for me to to do that.
0: And they've learned to numb the pain away to be there they get drugged up. They get to simply not exist anymore. So that's really the hard side of this mm. is knowing that you at this moment this is bigger than what good people want to put their hands on and do make a difference. Yeah. That's
1: the hard part. Yeah. 1%. Boy, that's a, that's a horrible statistic, horrifying. I mean, the whole, all of it's horrifying. I appreciate your candidness with, with all of this because I think education needs to happen across the board. I I think more and more people are realizing that this is a thing that human trafficking is a thing. I think a lot more education needs to happen on it. So you coming on and sharing your experiences and sharing Uh, some of these details, I think is very helpful. Um, So what would you suggest? If somebody, a lot of people are listening, they want to get involved in something, maybe they don't even know what yet, for somebody who's listening to this and is just horrified and is like, I have to be involved. What are best first steps? Because they can't can't start at step 10. How does somebody learn more? Um, How does somebody, uh, where did we start?
0: Well, I would say start and to see what is it that you can do. Everybody can help in one shape or form. You can help financially because finances are a big part of that. For example, in this, in this Safe Houses, and this is just one of them, there's so many, right? But in this Safe House, they need to cover for all the expenses and then for college, because they put these girls and boys all the way until they're finished college. They pay for their college education and so that money is needed. There's another way that is volunteer your time find you can find them there's places if you if you find in the internet where there might be for anything that rings a bell human trafficking is something that you can get involved you can come there there're places that will allow you to come and coach people that will allow you to come and be with them or that will allow you to come and bring stuff they they need material things right they need uh, toiletries and the whatnots and also you can write letters to them you could write there's a beautiful TED talk that I once saw that inspired me so much by this lady that, she, that said, it's called A Letters to Strangers and she would write these letters simply being loving and then there it, it was no address, no nothing and it was the pleasure of bringing into human but she would see the reaction. You can write letters to people. You don't need to know them to inspire them, to say, to adopt what this lady, what Rosie does in Mexico is the best. She's, she's told me the best way for you to help to help them this is to adopt a girl a boy and that means that you help them either financially you can you can be involved it's kind of like you know like a world vision type thing yeah. where you where you pay for their own education where you're yeah, committed sponsor. and yeah you sponsor yeah. them there's right. an organization here in in the US and i can send you the the link it's, it's called mm-hmm. reintegra which means to reintegrate to society and they get money here that is deductible, and then they send them to the girls in Mexico. And everything is clear, I know them personally, I've seen them, I support them, I have con- clients supporting them, I have friends supporting them, And but it, it doesn't need to be only human trafficking. The human trafficking is my passion, you find yours. What is your voice? What is it that resonates with you? And figure out, from my first step, it's realize, what do I have? Do I have two pieces of bread and five fish? What do I have that can go a long way, but start with a commitment of saying, I'm going to do something and resolve, take the first action and commit to taking bigger steps because we all need need each other. And I have it on my statement that I say every day about me. I said, I bring freedom to silent cries as I step up to the greatness that God has called me for. So these are silent cries. They cannot do it on their own. And there's so many other organizations. I'm sure as, as your podcast is going to grow, you're going to see all these different people talking about it. Yeah. Find what resonates with you. There's, and there's, yeah.
1: there's there's so many ways to help. That's for sure. There's so many different avenues. Find the thing you're interested in. I think that's great advice. I think a lot of people, especially as we learn more and more about what's going on with human trafficking are going to be very called, very pulled uh, to help out financially. I love the idea of, of letters and and I just ask you, you definitely send uh, send me the link. When we drop this episode, as people are listening, we'll be dropping the links that you provide for us underneath that. So if you're listening, just be looking out for the links. We'll provide those as well. Uh, I think it's always beneficial to have a recommendation so we you can feel good. Like if we only have $20, we want to make sure that's actually going to helping these people. And so uh, your links will be valuable there.
0: Yes, I've I've heard, and even from this lady, and so it's so true what you said, because she's even told me, there's even big name organizations here in the US, I wouldn't mention them, of course, (laughs) but they've taken even uh, funds on behalf of them, and they don't get delivered to them. Yeah. So That's that's sad. So, but I'm telling you, this organization, and I know because I work with these girls. I'm working with a girl right now that she's asking me for support. She says, "Hey, I have my little girl, and I I want to put her in private school, and because they're you know public schools in Mexico is a very different version." And she said, and she's she's in you know she's taller, and she's asking me for support. You know, for twenty five dollars, for thirty dollars, it's not a huge amount, but like that, there's many of them. So there are there are pictures of these girls, and I'm telling you, and I can test. I know them. Some of them are the girls that I've worked with and, and they, they're, they're there. It's real and they're honest and they're transparent and it's, it's a great thing.
1: That's great. Well, we are looking for your recommendations, so we'll check out those links. Soraya, we're so thankful to have you on the show today. So thankful that you're sharing this good information that maybe a lot of us didn't know all the details and have given us good first steps about how we can start learning more and participating and helping out more. Uh, thank you for your time this morning.
0: Yeah, no. Thank you for having me, and I want to invite your audience to do something. If if the secret of living is giving, give it in any shape, form, path. Pay it forward. I've worked with people in the past where they say, "I have no money to pay you. Please help me," and said, "I'll help you, but you pay it forward." It's not only uh, let's not be takers. Let's be takers and givers. So I'm inviting you to be a giver today.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Ryan.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, Michael.
1: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and join the conversation on social media at Risky Givers. Also, check out our website, RiskyGivers.com.
0: This has been the Entrepreneur Risk Givers podcast with your host, Mike Wiest. Hope to see you next time.